Turn in your Bibles to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he co condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. So what is faith? You know, we, we have people who will say, you got to have faith. Oh, just have faith. And we do exercise faith every single day of our lives. When you have, and I've said before, when you walk into this place, when you walk into any building that you may go into, you have faith in the architect who designed it. You have faith in the builders who put it up. You have faith in the materials that they won't fail. You have faith in doctors. You have faith in lots of areas of your life. And that's faith in men. But we need to learn Bible faith. We need to understand what it means to have faith in a person. Faith in Jesus Christ and how different that is from the everyday faith that we show living in this world. I'm going to read a little section out of the same book that I read out of last week. Faith says, faith says the Holy Spirit, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now the word for substance Substance here is that word that you could say is like a title deed. You can say you own property, but you need that deed. You may not even have the property, but you got the deed to it, which means you own it. It's yours because you have it. The thing, because we, we don't even see the things that we say we have faith in. And that shows that we are trusting in an awesome Heavenly Father who will do what He said He was going to do. It's, it's like a little boy who is sitting, waiting for his dad to return. His dad said, all right, you sit right here, and I'm going to go get the vehicle, and I'm going to drive it around, and I'm going to pick you up. And somebody comes along and says, why are you sitting here all by yourself? 
Well, my dad's coming. He just went to get the vehicle. He's coming around. He's going to come get me. Are you sure about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said he was going to do it. You know, that little boy is showing faith in his father simply because of what his father told him. His father has not let him down, and he has faith in his father. We, as Christians, don't exercise that kind of simple faith with our Heavenly Father a lot of times. We need to be reminded that what God has said in His Word is going to come to pass if it hasn't already. We've got to believe it. And when we live like we are truly sons and daughters of God, that we actually have a place that's been built for us in heaven, and Jesus is the way, and we're adopted into the family, and we are very well off. We are rich. Oh, wow. We have a place. And we walk through this life, and we tell people about it, and they look at us and see what we really live in here on this earth and how we really don't have a whole lot, but yet we're walking through life acting like we are the greatest because of who we are. We are children of the Most High God, and we overcome because of who we are, and we live life. That's faith. That's a good faith to have. And by the way you live, when you really have that kind of faith, you will draw people. You will, people will want to have what you have. Sometimes we will never be well off here in this world because that's our witness. By overcoming and living a fulfilled life, being happy without having things compared to being miserable and having things, you know, I, I've met some people in my life that have everything they want and they are miserable. I've met them. And I have met people who didn't hardly have anything but were so thankful for what they did have. They were happy. We need to be like that. And it will draw people. This, this time on this earth is very, very short compared to eternity. And we need to live like that. We need to live that way. So evidence, that's the proof. Faith gives us, gives us the title deed to things hoped for, and it gives us all the evidence we need that certain things we have not yet seen are all they are said to be. Faith has to do with things we long for, things we still are uh, unsatisfied, that, that are still unsatisfied as yet, and it has to do with looking, you know, things we look for, Things still unseen as yet. So, alright, I just read that by faith, Abel, well, first, before that, it says, through faith, we. Through faith, we. That's us. Okay, that's just that little tiny word there that I almost went right over. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. <coughs> the worlds. Some people, some, if you, have, you might have a uh, version of the Bible that says ages. And that would be the dis different, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. The different dispensations of time. 
You know, we're living in the dispensation of grace. The church age. Well, this age came after the dispensation of law. God deals differently with us today in the church age than he did people who lived under the law. Well, when this earth was first, man was brought into this earth. Adam and Eve. They were innocent. God dealt with them differently than he did after they fell. When they sinned and an animal had to die. So, by faith, Abel had a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And it's by faith that he did it. So, where does this faith come from? Where does faith come from? Some of you are probably saying it in your mind right now. It comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God, right? Turn, turn back to uh, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I'm going to have you turn there. Because I'm going to read maybe the whole chapter. And I want you to follow along. Everybody there? Just back up to Romans chapter 10. Keep your spot in 11 of Hebrews. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, Abel had a more excellent sacrifice because of faith. But what was the faith in? He had heard something from his mom and dad. Just like Cain heard the same thing. But Cain, he did it his way. It was cleaner, more, uh, it was way more friendly to the animals. It was uh, from what he did. He grew vegetables, he grew fruits. He, he raised those things with his own hand. He had a nice garden. And he came and presented to God what he did. And it was pretty. Maybe he brought flowers for smell. He brought vegetables and fruits that were different colors. And he laid it all up on an altar. And it was beautiful. And he was so proud of what he had done. Abel had listened to the fall that his mom and dad talked about. They had already talked about how they had lived in paradise and that they had disobeyed God. And they tried under their own efforts to take fig leaves to cover their sin. We today, we know we're sinners, we do bad things, and we try to cover what has been exposed with our own ways of dealing with it, just like they tried to do. 
but it wasn't good enough. And God had to take an animal, an innocent animal, and shed its blood and take the skins of the animals and make clothes for Adam and Eve. Abel remembered that. It was not clean. It was blood and it was animals being cut apart and laid on the altar and maybe burned as a burnt offering. Abel's sacrifice was pleasing to God, but Cain's was not. Cain was looking at self-righteousness. Abel was looking forward to the righteousness of God. Four, verse four. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to every one that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith, which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esaias, or Isaiah, saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. <clears throat> So that's, that's how we get the faith, is by knowing what's in here. By hearing it being preached. By reading to each other. Sitting down on our own and going through the Word of God. And the more we hear what the Word of God says, the better our faith is going to be. Abel did something in his sacrifice... He took an innocent lamb looking forward to Calvary. Innocent blood had to be shed. It's gory, gruesome. It's not fun to think about. Cain is the originator of all false religion today. 
If you look at every other religion of the world, and even Christians make it that way as well. Unfortunately, people who call themselves Christians are trying to do it under their own works. They're trying to be justified by what they've done. And you, it's, it's reason over revelation. Talked about this in Sunday school this morning. Human reasoning will cause you to do all kinds of crazy things. I, we, we've seen it over the last few years in this country, in this world. We have seen people, equal intelligence, same opportunities to, inform, to information, and make two totally different decisions on what they're going to do, on how they're going to handle things. Human reasoning alone will get you in big trouble when you're looking at spiritual things. Look to the revelation that God has given us. That's what we need, revelation more than reasoning. Because you can reason that Cain's way was way more civilized. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Was way more civilized. There are people that I know who have turned away from the word of God because a little lamb got slaughtered. Won't have anything to do with it because of how gruesome that is in their eyes. They don't want anything to do with the word of God because of that. There are people out here who want to save plants and save little animals. And if they had their way, they would murder the people who don't save plants and animals. What, what happened with this uh, Abel by faith and Cain out of self-righteous works? What came of that? Abel set himself up to be the first martyr. And at the exact same time that he became a martyr, there was a murderer. False religion will eventually lead to evil murder of God's created people. You know, the little lambs don't have to be slaughtered anymore. The Lamb of God came down from heaven and took the place of all of that. But if you take the blood away, there is no remission of sins without the blood. No remission of sins without the blood. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Alright? Reason over revelation. Cain and Abel both had access to the same information. Their parents told them all about what had happened. They took different ways of trying to get to God. We still see it today. Cain substituted trying for trusting. Abel would have said things like what's in the hymn we're going to do at the end today, the Rock of Ages. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. That's what Abel was looking forward to. By his sacrifice. By his offering to the Lord. 
But Cain would have nothing to do with that. I talked about how beautiful his offering would have been compared to the hideousness of Abel's offering. We, as human beings, we want to see the pretty. We don't want to see the ugly things. But we can't do it with human reasoning. We have to have the shedding of blood. Oh, remember this. What did God say when the children of Israel were in Egypt? When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Right before the nation of Israel was led out of Egypt, if they didn't put the blood on the doorpost and above the door, all the firstborn would have died. Without the blood, you will not be saved. And Cain persecuted when he should have been persuaded. Who's the next person? All right, back over in uh, Hebrews 11. Enoch. Who's Enoch? There was two, two Enochs in Genesis. One was born from, from the line of Cain, but then there was the other one that was born from the line of Seth. There was a couple names that were the same in both of those lines. So who was Enoch? He walked with God, right? He had a, the report here says that he pleased God, and the, the only way you can please God is, is through faith. So says he didn't die. So we have Abel giving us the information that we need of what our true salvation comes from, which is Jesus. And if we walk in that and we trust in that, then we'll be like Enoch one day and we'll fly out of here. If the, if the Lord was to come back right now, we're going to fly out of here with him. So Enoch never died. Now who was his son? Y'all should know this. It hasn't been long since I've talked about this. Hmm? Methuselah. Methuselah. The longest, the, the, the person who lived the longest but died before his father did. The, 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 the man who lived the longest on this earth but he died before his father did. That's crazy because his father never died. Enoch was taken. God walked with him and one day he said, Come on with me. And they look, it says that he was not found. That they must have went looking for him. And they couldn't find him anywhere. And he was taken. So Enoch, we want to be like him. We want to be a person who, we, we need to be like Enoch, who diligently search after God. Are we like that? Do we go and look for God, diligently searching for him and wanting to be with him? That's the example that we got with Enoch. But by faith he did that. He pleased God because of faith. He, he had faith in his heavenly Father. And he was translated. So what does that mean? He was translated. That just means he was raptured. He was just taken. He was, he was here at one moment, and then he was there in another moment. Just like that. Teleported. Right? Is that right? Teleported. You know, think about the movies and the, the, the famous TV shows and you go back and you look at, they, they just steal stuff from the Word of God. 
The good ones, they just steal, steal stuff. All their ideas come from the Word of God. They tend to mess it up in the process of making the shows and the movie, but a lot of what they do comes from the Word of God. Who's the next person? Noah. So Enoch had Methuselah. Now who did Methuselah, who was his son? Uh, huh? Noah. Almost. No. Lamech. And then Lamech had Noah, right? I, I might say something wrong here. Y'all got to be <laughs> keeping up with Make sure I'm not telling you the wrong thing. What does Methuselah mean? That name had a meaning. And it was, when he dies, it will come. We've got 969 years that he lived. After this many years, he begat. And then after that many years, so-and-so begat. And when you look at all the numbers of years, Noah, in his 600th year, that's when the floodwaters came. All right, Noah, just like Enoch, preached the word. They were preachers. They went out and they preached the word. And it didn't seem to help much. When you do the math and you see that in the 600th year of Noah's life, the floodwaters came, and you look at the years of Lamech, and he lived 777 Years, seven, seven, seven. The way I got it figured, he died five years before the flood came. Now, Methuselah outlived his son by five years. He lived 969. Lamech lived 777. And when you do the math, it looks to me like y'all do it on your own. And you come back and you show me where I'm wrong on this. But it looks to me like Methuselah lived all the way up into the 600th year of Noah's life. And it's true that when he dies, it will come. The, not the longest person to ever live, but died before his father did, is the way the riddle goes. The oldest person to ever live, is a, it shows us that God is long-suffering and patient with us. And he... he, he holds off and holds off. He's been warning and warning. For how long has he been warning? There's going to come a day where it stops. We need to learn something from these guys. Let's learn from Abel. Let's learn from Enoch. And let's learn from Noah, who maybe have never, had never even seen rain. And he was told by God, it's going to flood. What's that? Water is going to come down from heaven. Water is going to come up out of the earth. And you're going to have to build a really big boat over the next 100 years. Evidently, it was 120 years of this process. So that would mean that he started building the ark before his sons were even born. Because they were born when he was 500. Now Noah was, I don't know what kind of vitamins they had back then, but they were good. Better than what I'm taking. So he's 500 years old and he's got three sons and they're going to end up helping him because it's going to be another 100 years after he has his sons before the flood comes. 
And old Methuselah's up there going, ah, I just want to go home. I want to go to be with God. No, not yet, not yet. We're long, I'm long-suffering. And Methuselah finally dies. God's long-suffering was at its end. And all those people who ridiculed Noah for building that boat, all the people who didn't see that ark was a picture of Jesus. And you must go into Jesus. You must be hid in Christ to be saved. They didn't see. So we are to go out and tell people about the faith of Abel. The faith that Enoch had and he was taken out of here. He was translated because he pleased God. He diligently looked to the Lord. We are told that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him just like Enoch did. And by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful chapter in Hebrews. And Father, as we go through this chapter and we see all those saints, all those people who had faith in you, as we read about them, Father, I pray that we would be like them. We would follow their example. And Father, that we would also take the warning and that we would not go the way of Cain. Father, I pray that we are not a people who will be trying to do enough good to be accepted by God, but that we will be trusting in Jesus who has done it for us. Father, I pray that's what we will be. Not a trying people, but a trusting people. And Father, that we will have faith in Jesus. Father, faith in the finished work of Jesus. Father, He did it all. And Father, wash us with the water of Your Word and with the blood of Your only begotten Son that we may be saved. Thank You, Lord. Thank You. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.